Well, welcome back to our next edition of the Mike Care Radio Program, What's Up America? As always, partly broadcasting from Ocoee, Florida, USA, planet Earth. And my next guest is Richard Aviles from Springfield, Missouri. And Richard was born and educated in Puerto Rico and moved to the continental U.S. in 2002 to join the Army as a military policeman. After serving uh, in the military, he finished his degree um earning his bachelor's with two minors, his associate's counterintelligence investigation certificate and two certifications as a Spanish interpreter and has been a professional interpreter and translator for 16 years and owns his own company called Language Ninja Solutions. And he is also a purple belt in uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu and a comedian and currently owns a clothing company named Red and Rico's and Richard, such a pleasure and honor that you could join me today. It seems like you've got a lot of great projects going, and we really appreciate your your time to just talk about all sorts of great, great things. And first of all, before we get started, I just wanted to say so much thank you for your service, and we really appreciate that. And I know you're probably proud of, of that as well, huh? <laughs> yeah, man, I appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. Sure. So, uh, Richard, originally we were going to have you say how great 2021 was going to be, but everything going on, I mean, what do you make of, of, of starting 2021? You were hoping it'd be a little better than mobs. Uh, <laughs> you know, um, it's still too early to call it. I, I'm the type of person that I like to say that, you know, uh, it's still early in the year to say that it's going to be a bad year, but we are off to the greatest start. I just heard that uh, someone was shot on Capitol Hill a, few, a couple hours ago, too. I uh, uh, don't know if you've seen that on the news. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's getting a little crazy. I'm not a... Uh, I like to say that the three... The Holy Trinity that I don't talk about is normally uh, sex, politics, and religion, but, man, it's, it's off to a... Uh, a weird start right now, to be honest with you. Talked to a really, very weird start and a very, um, very negative start, man. Very negative start to the year. So, yeah, it's, it's been, I've been following the news all day today. It's been kind of crazy. Yeah, that's it's really been something. So hopefully it'll get better throughout the year. So Richard, we want to talk a little bit. I kind of mentioned in a nutshell pretty much your, your you know your life story there. But is there anything you'd like to add to that, or any anything you'd like our audience to know about you know what you you've went through in your life? Ah uh, man, you know I come. I'm a pretty simple person. I've just done a lot of cool things. Um, first of all, thanks for having me. I love doing this because I love talking to people. Uh, normally they never really ask me about myself, which is kind of nice, but no, man, I've been, I was born in 87 in, uh, Aguadilla, Puerto Rico. And I know that sounds like something out of the Taco, Taco Bell menu, but I promise you it's a city in Puerto Rico. But, uh, I was born there and then my dad, had, he's been a cop for, 30 years, he just retired a couple years ago, so law enforcement's always been in my family. Um, and as a lot of people know, Puerto Rico, their main language is Spanish, but <clears throat> we also have to learn English, so I started out as an interpreter at a very young age with the Department of Education, like uh, like you had said. Uh, like I'm sorry, like I had said. And um, it's been interesting, man. I've lived a pretty interesting life. I joined the military because I wanted to serve. 
I joined as an MP, and while I was an MP, I worked a lot of interesting cases. I deployed to Iraq straight out of basic training, so that was cultural shock, you know, leaving the island and coming to the U.S. and not really getting to experience a lot of what the U.S. has to offer, but going straight to another country. So <laughs> cultural shock has always been a, a big thing for me that I deal with, to be honest with you. Even to this day and age, sometimes I have it, because there's a lot of things that we do extremely differently in Puerto Rico than you guys in the U.S. Right. Yeah. So, so that, 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 that's great. That's good, good to hear. So one question, you know, we mentioned in your introduction that you're a purple belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. That sounds like very interesting. How did you get involved in that? Oh, man. Yeah. I'm a purple belt under uh, Professor Brian Studner, who is a black belt, one of a few black belts we have under a guy named Kyle Terra, who is a very well-known Person. He's a great human being. So is my professor. I started in jujitsu. Um, let me see. I started jujitsu, like learning about it in 2010. I had heard about it from a guy named Steve uh, Serrano, who he taught like Aikido or something. Because I never really knew how to fight, and I just like was horrible at defending myself. So like I got my ass beat a lot of basic training. And what ends up happening is he introduces me. He's like, hey, you should try this thing because I'm very short. I'm like 5'6". So I'm like a pretty short guy. I'm not very strong. And he's like, hey, you should try this thing called uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. And I was like, oh, cool. Like, what's the deal with it? He's like, well, it's about lever and, like, understanding body mechanics. And it takes a long time to get a black belt. But the few people who do, like, they're pretty awesome people. I was like, all right. So I started training, and then it wasn't until 2013 that I like came to a, a Professor Brian School, uh, Springfield BJJ, and that's when I officially like started getting my rank through him, and like now I, I belt under him. So I got my purple belt last year uh, under him, which was given to me by Kyle. Which honestly, I cried when I got it because. It was a really rough time during my life when I got it, so it was, like, really weird to get my belt when I hadn't been <clears throat> training as consistently. Oh, wow. So we also uh, mentioned about being a uh, comedian. So, I mean, do you do that regularly then? Yeah, I actually had uh, an open mic tonight, <laughs> but because it's, like, raining and I've been up since three. I kind of like I'm going to skip that, and I have three upcoming shows here in uh, Missouri. So this weekend, I'm actually not even probably going to be home. I'm going to be in St. Joseph uh, on Friday, and then I'm going to be in uh, Lake of the Ozarks on another show, and then Sunday night, I'll be in St. Louis uh, performing at the Funny Bone. So I do that pretty regularly. It started, honestly, as a dare. Like, believe it or not, this started out as a dare. Like, one of my buddies was like, hey, man, you should uh, totally try comedy. I was like, uh, no, I'm, <laughs> I don't think I'm very funny. And I went to the club for, like, six months and read, like, two or three books. And then I started writing, and I didn't really have laughs for, like, the first six months. So it was kind of like uh, I had a lot of TED Talks, you know. And uh, one thing led to another, and I started doing okay, and then... Two years in, I <clears throat> I met my, my comedy mentor, Adam Gable, who's uh, in New York, and 
ever since then, like, I've been writing and, you know, performing as much as I can. Like, I, I love it. Oh, great. Uh, so uh, it, 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 you mentioned about uh, open mics. I mean, is that the best place to, uh, you know, practice new material and get new ideas then? You know, yes and no. Like, I personally think, and again, I've only been doing this for a very short time, but I personally think that open mics are for you to test out anything you have. Because one of the things that, Sorry, I'm smoking a cigar outside. <laughs> One of the things that I, I, uh, oh yeah, I'm a huge cigar fan, by the way. I, I've been smoking cigars since I was like 20. It's, it's been, I love cigars. I'm a huge cigar aficionado. Um, as I was saying, no, man, like, I think that the, the open mics are really good for you to workshop what you have and, like, really, how do I say this? like really get something going that is going to become part of like your set. But comedy itself, like I, I do comedy every day. Like I, I'll be playing Xbox because I love video games too. And I'll be on a random group channel. I'll start throwing jokes just to work my work, my jokes out. A lot of my ideas come from like everyday stuff. Like for me, comedy is about dealing with certain things that I've experienced we're talking about myself. We're talking about my life. Uh, I really stay away from, like, the political aspect of stuff because it's just not really my style. Uh, and I talk a lot about myself and about how I react to things and how, you know, that sort of comedy is for me. But open mics are the best way for you to, like, obviously improve and get that stage time and all that. But I do comedy on a daily basis. Like, I go to the cigar shop. We have a cigar shop called Just For Him. I would go there and sit for four or five hours and just crack jokes, just whip out jokes in succession and just see what people would would say or how they would laugh and react. And that's how I get like a lot of my material. Oh, wow. So that, that, that that's great. So material could come from just about anywhere, huh? Oh, yeah. I got a joke from a podcast that uh, it was me and another veteran friend of mine, uh, Eric McElroy. And we were talking about, like, you know, going to war and stuff like that and being put on a ship and some of the things you see. And I can't recall right now what it was, but we said something to the host, and he kind of, like, froze for a moment. And we wrote a joke about it and said it on stage. And we sent it to him, and he goes, it's nice to know that I'm the punchline of the joke. I'm like, you're kind of like the butt of the joke, but I like I like your enthusiasm. That's, that's good. Okay, Richard, you know what? That sounds great. What we are going to do is we're going to take a quick break, and we will be back. My guest today is Richard Aviles from beautiful Springfield, Missouri, who is a stand-up comedian as well as a, a purple belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu. He has a clothing company, has an inter uh, interpreting company, and uh, he proudly served in the, the Army as a uh, MP, and we're so blessed and honored that uh, he could be here today, and uh, we need a little bit of comedy and we need a little bit of truth and it seems like Richard's got a little bit of both of those for us. So thanks so much Richard. You are listening to the Mike Care Radio program What's Up America is always probably broadcasting from Ocoee, Florida, USA Planet Earth and please stay with us for our next segment of this edition of our program today. Well, welcome back to our next segment of this edition of the Mike Care Radio Program, What's Up America, as always, probably broadcasting from 
Akoi, Florida, USA, Planet Earth. And my guest today is Richard Aviles from beautiful Springfield, Missouri. And Richard is a great uh, comedian as well as an interpreter. He has a clothing uh, business and got to check that out. And, uh, you know, like I said, comedian and uh, doing uh, some Brazilian jiu-jitsu. And it seems like he's had a fantastic, wonderful life. It seems like there could be 10 shows done about Richard on each aspect. But, you know, when we meet somebody, such a great guy like Richard, we want to be able to kind of give you an overview. And I hope we were doing that. And uh, we'll see. Maybe we'll have Richard uh, back. Would love love to get together someday in person with Richard there in Springfield, uh, Missouri. And as I was telling Richard off the air that I um, actually know Joplin, Missouri, because of the fact that uh, I have wonderful relatives. Uh, my cousin and aunt and uncle are in uh, Gravit, Arkansas. Joplin is where we used to stay uh, back in the day, uh, you know, at the, the whole the motel there. So anyways, uh, thanks so much, Richard. A pleasure and honor that you could join me today. We truly do appreciate it. We truly are blessed. Okay, uh, Richard, so I wanted, and I ask, you know, comedians this question, and I don't know how often that this ha- happens, but I mean, as far as hecklers go, you know, it, is there a certain way to handle it so it isn't a complete disaster? It, it just really depends. Um, for me, it just depends on what they're heckling about. Like, everybody bombs, like what we call bombing is pretty much when, like, you just don't get a single laugh. It's more of like you giving a lecture than anything, a very boring, unfunny, and unintellectual lecture. That happens all the time. But heckling, like, <clears throat> I'll give you an example. I had a group of ladies one day that they were just acting drunk, and they really didn't know, um, like, that what they were doing was wrong. Right. And they were just laughing like, 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 that's, cackling dolphin laugh that's like really loud and they laughed they held their laugh like a very long time and at one point I said a joke about me you know me not being originally from here and the lady says oh well you you look pretty white to me you don't look brown at all and all I remember saying was like what am I supposed to have like a bag of cocaine and like tacos in my other hand and the lady said oh well bless your heart and I was like bless my heart I'm like last I checked that pretty much means fuck you and I looked at her and, like, she laughed and she nodded at me. And I was, like, appalled by it. And all I said was, like, listen, ma'am, I don't tell you how to run the corner. Don't tell me how to do my job. And, like, everybody just laughed and she stopped. They, they stopped being dumb after that. And sometimes it just really depends on, you know, like, what they're, what they're heckling about and whatnot. Sometimes people don't get a joke. And pretty much it's, like, I've had people after the show come up to me and be like, hey, I didn't understand what this joke was about. Talk to me about it. I'm like, dude, absolutely. I will gladly sit down and, and talk to you about it. You know, that's, that's what pretty much a lot of guys got to do when they start out, at least I've been told, because you don't really have a fan base. So you got to be kind of friendly. And, you know, not that you should never be friendly, but it's, it's uh, one of those things that I like to hang out with the crowd afterwards. Because people like to party with funny people, to my understanding. So... Right, yeah. So, so yeah, that, that's uh, interesting that that uh, you know happens. I mean, you know, for the most part, uh, everyone always you know has a good time. I mean, no, but nobody ever wants to really fight you in the back, or you know, I don't really get a lot of people wanting to fight me. Um, they normally just you know around here, people people are 
like that, unfortunately. Uh, I've had instances where people, like, they'll say something to me that's really rude, and I kind of just give them a look and, you know, like, I'll crack a joke and one back and one forth. But normally I'll just walk away. Like, if someone wants to fight me, honestly, I honestly just walk away. Unless you grab me or something, then that's a different conversation. Like, I don't need to be getting into scraps, you know, for, for dumb little things, you know? Like, I normally just... I always tell people, man, it's it's better to just walk away than to get yourself in an altercation where you can get stabbed or you can get shot or something. Like, it's not worth the time, you know? Right. So, Richard, so I want to ask you about all of this, you know, virtual. I know, you know, we're supposed to social distance and wear masks. And, and one of the things we're also supposed to do is kind of lock, you know, lock down and we have these, uh, you know, Internet uh, comedy shows. I mean, was that something you got in, involved with? Like you were like virtually so- somewhere doing comedy to the Internet or? You know, I've, I've done a few of those virtual shows. Um, in Spanish, so I haven't done them in, done them in English if, that I can recall, because uh, I also do comedy in Spanish. But they they're a little weird, you know. It's a little weird, like your timing and everything. Like it's it's to me, it just feels like I'm I'm reading off a teleprompter, and maybe it's because obviously I don't know like you know the the, the rules of it or understand like how to do it properly, so I have to learn more. Um, but not around here, you know, we have the rules of, of the masks and the social distancing, but, uh, you know, everybody everybody's pretty fiscally responsible, and, you know, we have our issues like everywhere else. Some cities are different than others. Some cities have different rules than others, so we've been, we've been okay here in Springfield so far. Oh, so, I mean, being in the Springfield, is that kind of the, the main place for co- comedy? Or, I mean, is there other places that are, you know, might be better for the comedy? Or I, It'd be too soon for me to say that because I've only been doing it for so long. Right, so right. For such a short period of time. Um, but, you know, I've done shows in Kansas. I've done some shows in Kansas, and they have a comedy club. Uh, St. Louis, I'm going to do a, sh- uh, a open mic there on Sunday, and I've only been there once, but they have, like, nationally touring comics there all the time, and it's an actual club. Um, I've done a, a couple shows in, in Joplin, Missouri. Joplin? Is it Joplin? Yeah, Joplin. Joplin. And yeah. They love us there. Like, yeah. they they love us there. Like, I, I have, like, a little bit of a fan, so it's great with Joplin. Oh, so, so yeah, there's, uh, you know, some uh, traveling. I mean, can you travel together with other comedians or with other people? Or I travel with my friends. Like, I have two friends that we've known each other for a couple of years that are comedians. Um, that's who I travel with. I normally don't travel with people that I haven't met and stuff like that. Just, just to be safe and to also, like, I do so many things that, I normally always watch like who's in my social circle and whatnot, but yeah, we pretty much travel like together. Like right now, I'm traveling with those two comics, uh, my friends, this weekend, and yeah, hopefully we'll have a blast because we normally have a crazy story that comes out of <laughs> out of our adventures. 
Great. And we also mentioned, Richard, that, uh, you know, you're an interpreter. And I wanted to ask you, do you ever worry that now with with, uh, you know, smartphones and, you know, technology that you could be replaced or you always need that human touch then, huh? We won't be replaced for right now. A machine can't do what we do. Like, this is something that I, I get asked a lot. Like, a machine cannot replicate what a professional interpreter and a professional translator can do. Because you have to understand tones. You have to understand there's a lot of cultural conflicts that you have to understand. You also have to understand uh, phrasing. You also have to understand the context of the situation or, like, the conversation that's happening. So there's a lot of things that, as of right now, a machine can't substitute. And I've been doing this for a very long time, and I actually teach classes and whatnot, and my area of expertise is very rare. So what I've done is I've worked human trafficking cases. Uh, I've also worked a lot of domestic violence cases with the police. And, you know, as an MP, I also work those cases. <clears throat> and then I've also worked uh, wiretaps and drug trafficking cases where gang-related, you know, with gang-related stuff happening and whatnot. So it's not something that right, yeah. you, can, you can put a computer to do it. You know, it's, it's extremely difficult. You know, maybe sometime in the future when AI reaches a certain level, but the thing is, is it's, right now it's, I'm not worried about it. And there's a lot of people who make jokes about it, like Google Translate can do your job. I'm like, well, when you get sued, come talk to me. Just <laughs> Let me know how that works because I've had clients come back because they've they've, they've gotten into some legal trouble um, because they've used machine translations, is what we like to call them. Oh well, that, yeah, that that uh, is uh, interesting, and, and it's interesting, Richard, that you, you mentioned some of you know those subjects. Then it, it really takes you into a, a, a lot of different uh, areas. I mean, a lot a lot, lot of things you wouldn't think of, huh? Yeah, I've I've seen my share of uh, of things in the world. Yeah, yeah, that it definitely takes me to uh, very dark places of the world. That uh, how do I put this? It it's uh, it, it amazes me what what human beings will do to each other. Let's put it that way. Uh, great and uh, so you know so with this uh, you know Brazilian jiu-jitsu I mean how is that applied I'm wondering how is that applied I mean is this something that you know if you're being mugged you use I mean is this something offensive or I mean how do you usually ap- ap- apply it you know in real life then man it, <laughs> the thing with jiu-jitsu is that it's, it's a lot more than than just fighting. Like, the number one thing that I, I firmly believe, and I didn't believe this until, like, last year, the number one thing that jiu-jitsu does for me is it gives me confidence. I'm rarely scared when I'm talking to another person, whether they look stronger than me, whether they're taller than me, whether they, they're buffer than me. Like, it really doesn't scare me. And to be honest with you, it's, it's another one of the reasons why I've been pretty successful in business because I'm not really scared to have people tell me no. So I, I, what I love to tell people about jiu-jitsu is that what differs jiu-jitsu from judo and from karate and from any other martial art is that it's a problem-solving martial art. 
And what I mean by that is that uh, I'll give you an example. Something's been happening to me lately. I've been getting I've been getting caught in like the same move, you know, three, four, five times in a row, where I just don't know what I'm doing wrong, and I'm just I'm getting caught in this position. And I, I it's kind of like life, you know. In life, sometimes you're gonna have times when you're gonna be caught in a position, and you're just like, oh my god, it's so difficult. What am I doing wrong? Like, what, what, what do I do? And it, it helps me really analyze every aspect of, of a problem because I can't, I can't let life, you know, choke me. Like, that's just giving up. Like, anybody can give up. That's, it's pretty easy to give up. But what jiu-jitsu does for me, and, and I know I'm rambling, but this is just something that I really love. Languages and, and fighting are just two things that I could talk for hours. Right. Um, what it really does for me is that it really helps me see like another, another aspect of, of like another option that there may be that wasn't, that I didn't think about or that no one was like, Oh yeah, this is possible. Like, yeah, you can do that. And that's what it really does for me. Besides the fighting aspect of it, like, yeah, there's a fighting aspect to it and whatnot. But to me, it's more like, yeah, but I'm not really worried about, you know, going out at night if I get mugged, you know, or something like that. And obviously, you know, that also comes from, like, a lot of my military background and my law enforcement background. But to be honest, like you said, you know, if I get mugged, man, I'm giving you my wallet. My wallet's not worth my life, you know. It, everything can be substituted. But if you're threatening my family or you're threatening my wife, like, and I feel sorry for you. Like you, you came to the wrong neighborhood. You know, if it comes to that. But I, I normally, you know, I thank God I've never been in a situation where I've been mugged before and stuff like that. But I normally like just think of like, you know, what's what's really important? Is my wallet important? Is my money important? Or is just getting home to my wife and my kid important? All right, then cool. Like we have our priorities. And that's another thing that jiu-jitsu helps me with is understand my priorities and understand, too, when I'm in a good position and when I'm in a bad position in life because there's a lot of times that I'm I'm doing something, you know, and I'm kind of like, man, like, I don't feel like I'm winning here. You know, I don't feel like I'm doing good enough. And it's like, well, let me analyze it from a different angle. And jiu-jitsu has been, you know, jiu-jitsu has been able to provide that for me. A lot of people, you know, they get that with time and experience, but jiu-jitsu is like a time machine for you to do that. It's what I love about it. And you you really get to, like, understand, like, yourself a lot. Like, that's the number one thing that I always tell people is, man, if you can, like, the person who conquers, I can't remember who said that, but someone, someone said one time, the person who conquers himself, you know, conquers the world. And to me, that, like, holds a lot of value because it's like, I'm not really worried about other people getting to me. Like, I'm not. Like, if you if you want to be like that, like, that's on you. I'm the type of person that I'm, I'm just trying to do my thing and get ahead and, you know, do good in life. I'm not trying to bring people down. Like, it's just not my style. So, yeah, that's, that's, how, that's how I would explain jiu-jitsu. Oh, okay, okay, uh, Richard. So we also mentioned that, you know, you had a, a clothing company named Red and Rico. So that sounds pretty exciting. So tell us about that. 
Yeah, I, uh, me and my best friend, uh, Sean Davis, uh, he was my, my special reactions team instructor in the Army. It's like the kind of equivalent to SWAT, but not really. And me and him, like a long time ago, I said we wanted to start a business. And we started jokingly one day saying, oh, we should just put that on a shirt. And, like, we had, like, literally, like, 30 people say, oh, yeah, I'd buy that shirt. I was like, really? Like, you, all right. Well, one thing led to another. Next thing you know, like, we we went on Amazon uh, Merch, or Merch by Amazon, I think is what it's called. And we started, you know, with one shirt, and it did okay. Then went to another shirt, and it did okay. And then next thing you know, we have, like, a ton of shirts that, you know, we're, we're selling and we're doing pretty good. And that's where we're at now. Like we're just trying to get our marketing done right. So we can, <clears throat> so we can get, uh, you know, just get things rolling. But yeah, it's been less than a year that we've had that business. Okay, Richard, you know what? That sounds great. What we are going to do is we are going to take a quick break, and we will be back for a very last segment of this edition of our program today. My guest today is Richard Aviles, who is from beautiful Springfield, Missouri, who is a comedian as well as a great entrepreneur. And uh, we are so blessed and honored that uh, Richard could be here with us today. You are listening to the Mike Care Radio Program, What's Up America? As always, probably broadcasting from McCoy, Florida, USA, Planet Earth, and please stay with us for our very last segment of this edition of our program today. Well, welcome back to our very last segment of this edition of the Mike Care Radio Program, What's Up America? As always, probably broadcasting from Ocoee, Florida, USA, Planet Earth. And my guest today is Richard Aviles from beautiful Springfield, Missouri, who is a great uh, comedian and uh, probably served in the, the Army. And uh, we are so uh, blessed and honored that he is here. He is a great entrepreneur and is an, is an interpreter. And we asked him, can, can interpreters ever be replaced by robots or terminators? And they really can't. You know, I, I just want to say that I asked that question because you know, there's just something about the human touch and the, the we need humans. And, you know, it, 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 you know, you need somebody that's in the know. And Richard definitely is uh, one of those. So thank you, Richard. And thanks to each and every one of our podcast listeners who are enjoying this show. We appreciate you very much. And uh, we want to let you know if you've got any show ideas, story ideas or whatever, uh, you can definitely, uh, you know, guest ideas. And like I said, it's not just physical person, but any ideas. And then we'll get that person to match whatever idea or whatever. You know, if you want a French chef or if you, you know, you want a guy to talk about Disney World, you know, let me know. Uh, the, the website is MikeCara.com. That's the easiest to do. And I've got my my uh, phone number and I've got my his personal number and I've got my email so you can send and, and call and uh, say hi but uh, you know let me know uh, you know your suggestion and uh, I want to say that we're doing okay on Twitter we're kind of just posting what we have through Anchor and uh, I know we used to I know how we used to do it where you know with a, a, once we did a show then we mentioned it and working on it and that but at least for now you get an idea you get the the Facebook like I, I mentioned 
the, the ironic thing is the people that are listening on Facebook and we when we do the Facebook recording actually will hear none of this but uh, you know for the for the people that actually listen to this this is what's called the final edit so uh, you know we uh, we hope uh, that things are going uh, well uh, uh, you know with Twitter and uh, explaining the final edit so again my guest is uh, Richard Avalez from Springfield Missouri and Richard pleasure and honor you could join me today thanks so much we truly do appreciate it so uh richard uh before we forget we want to talk about you know your internet presence so you've got probably a lot of websites for all your businesses then um it's mostly facebook like my my interpreting stuff i don't really do much on it because it's more like word of mouth uh, a lot of my clients are just because of word of mouth and because of the, the sensitivity of the stuff that I work with. It's really difficult to, like, market it and say, hey, I've worked with kids who've been sold or, hey, I've worked with people who've been sold. That's just putting it lightly, you know. It's, right. it's a little difficult to market myself, but I do have my website, which is uh, language ninja solution, uh, com, and then on Instagram and stuff like that, it's, uh, it should be Red Enrico's which is what we have. And um, for our T-shirt, it's on Amazon, and you just put in Red and Rico's clothing, and you'll you'll have to find it because we're so new that the way that those, like, the way that Amazon works is uh, a little different. I don't understand that. That's why we have somebody that does our marketing for us. But, yeah, that's pretty much how, how, a, lot of, how a lot of stuff has started for me was just, Ah, oh, that's funny. And then next thing you know, yeah, that's a good idea. And here we are with a business now. Oh, wow. So that's uh, great. So as far as your, your comedy goes, do you have any, like, videos on YouTube? Or? Yeah, actually, yeah. I have a, on, on YouTube, it's a Rico Comedy. Uh, I have one. Man, I have a few of them on there. It's not been something that uh, a lot of people go to. You know, I'm so new. Obviously, it takes it takes time. But yeah, it's on, on YouTube under Rico Comedy. You'll type that in. You'll see like a few of my videos and whatnot. It's, it's been pretty interesting. I think I had one. Had a uh, I asked a lady. You know, she knew where Puerto Rico was. She's like the South. I was like the South, like in Texas. And she's like, yeah. And I'm like, no, nah, that's that's Mexico, man. So there's there's a couple little ha-has here and there. You know, that uh, all uh, sounds uh, good. And, yeah, if people are, you know, interested, uh, they could, you know, check check you check you out and, um, you know, see what. So, I mean, as far as the jiu-jitsu, I mean, is that something that we could see you doing in any way on any video or you could post that? Or? Uh, not really. I I normally don't don't post a lot of that stuff. Uh, it's just one of those things that it's uh, when I travel to do comedy, I try to go to a gym. Right, uh, right now, that's the beauty of traveling. That when I travel, there's always a gym that, and the 
they know who my professor is, and they're like, oh, yeah, that's a, that's, you know, those guys are cool. Like, you can come train here. Um, and it's uh, it's always really interesting when, when I go out of town to to meet people and to, like, like people see, like, who I am and whatnot, and there's always, like, that level of skepticism because there's a lot of fake people in martial arts, too, you know. So, I, that's, man, that's one thing I love is this is one of those things you just have to, you just have to come roll. You just have to come roll. Which, uh, a lot of people are always scared to do. Oh, okay, uh, Richard. Well, we would definitely uh, appreciate uh, your, your uh, t- time. And uh, so, before we go, uh, how how cold is it in Springfield then? Oh man, it's well, it's raining right now. It's literally it's it's, it's oh my god, like it's it's going to turn into ice here pretty soon. And honestly, it says that it's in the 30s, but, man, it feels like it's in the 20s, to be honest with you. And it's, it's raining right now, and it's just sticking to the to the car. But, you know, I am a little little cigar here, just just chilling and waiting for, for it all to pass. And hopefully uh, tomorrow it wakes up a little warmer, but I don't think it will. So uh, how's the weather over there? Is it windy over there for you guys? A little bit, yeah. The morning, it does get quite, quite windy. Oh. oh God, I don't know how you put up with that. And Florida gets Florida gets like like decently hot, if I recall. Because I I was down there one time to present at a I don't know if you ever heard about this it's called One Million Cups. It's yeah. like a, a thing where entrepreneurs. Yeah, I presented in Florida, and man, it was like sticky hot, like. Like, ah, like, I had to change clothes, like, twice, because I was like, man, why am I sweating so much? Right, yeah, it could get uh, hot uh, down here, so... uh... So that yeah, that sounds good, uh, Richard. And yeah, we wish you all the best in your uh, your future and uh, current endeavors. Any final thoughts or anything else you'd like to mention here? Uh, no, man. Well, thank you so much for having me. This was really fun. I love doing this. If you'd like to have me back, I'd always like to come back after some time. Uh, you can follow me on Facebook, you know, and all the the stuff that I do. I rarely post stuff that I do in there unless there's a show or something. And on Instagram, I post a lot of funny things on Instagram all the time. Um, and just, you know, stay stay safe, man, and just hope everybody has a good 2021, better than, than last year, hopefully. So I appreciate you having me. Sure, my pleasure. My guest has been Richard Aviles from Springfield, Missouri, and you've been listening to the Mike Care Radio program, What's Up America? And please catch us again next time.